everyone, welcome back to ELI5, the weekly podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask and talk about them in a way that is easy to understand. We are your hosts. I'm Tim. And I'm Kevin. So, Kevin, today's topic is allergies. Yeah, it's actually a pretty interesting topic. So, let's start with what allergies are in the first place and why our bodies react to them by having runny noses and blocking up our main means of breathing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so allergies are essentially a malfunction of the immune system. When you get an allergic reaction, your body has essentially misidentified a substance as being very dangerous when it actually isn't. Uh, The severity of the reaction then depends on how much your immune system tends to overreact. So in the case of a sniffly nose, uh, your body thinks the substance is a minor threat and attempts to kind of try to keep it out, expel it, you know, with a little bit of mucus. I see. So what happens with a more serious allergy then? Yeah, in the case of a serious allergy, uh, it can result in like asphyxiation. You know, the body is way overreacting. It's basically decided that you've just eaten or breathed some horrible poison that could kill you in minutes. The swelling of the airways uh, is basically a last resort of the body, a desperate measure to try to keep out as much of that stuff as possible. Uh, If you can't breathe, you can't breathe or eat eat any more poison, the body thinks. Well, if you can't breathe, (laughs) uh, you could also die. Yeah, yeah, the body's not perfect. Um, Within a short time, yes, like that swelling on the airways, you could die from a lack of air. But if the substance was truly as dangerous as your body thought it was, keeping the poison out until you could get away from it could save your life. You know, imagine two people in a room very full of toxic gas. The person whose immune system mostly closes up the airways will breathe in a lot less poison and actually live longer than the person whose immune system does nothing less than breathe normally. At least that's the way the body thinks about the situation. I see. That's fair enough. Um, but why do people have allergies and what's chemically going on? Yeah, it's actually not quite known why uh, people have allergies. Uh, chemically, what's happening is the substance causing the reaction, you know, the allergen, is treated as an invader by the immune system. The immune system then produces the antibodies in response, you know, these cells that release chemicals into the bloodstream to defend. Uh, these chemicals end up causing the reactions that we see and that could vary in intensity. But basically, once the immune system has tagged the substance as harmful, then this pattern kind of remains uh, for the, the, the lifetime. Really? So then what about the theory that says that we get more allergies in developed countries where hygiene has reached a certain standard? Yeah, yeah. I've heard of that, uh, heard that a lot too. Um, the hygiene hypothesis here has been shown to mostly be not true. There's also a theory that you know exposing people to the allergen and slowly increasing amounts will actually make the allergy go away. Uh, but this is also only true for less than 50% of all allergies. Uh, modern medicine hasn't, still hasn't quite figured out completely how the immune system uh, works. <laughs> hmm. So here's another question. Why does it seem like more children today have severe food allergies you know, like peanut or gluten allergies yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, than there were 20 years ago. Yeah, no, I, I really like these specific questions because these are the things that we kind of see in day-to-day life. Uh, there's, a, there's a hypothesis that states that the lack of early childhood exposure to infections may somehow lead to later immune problems such as allergies. Uh, this is evidenced by you know, observations such as kids in big families, kids in kindergartens, and those who generally are allowed to get dirtier um, having lower having lower incidences of allergies in their future life. Hmm. Um, you know, there's a couple of factors. So again, modern medicine hasn't quite identified the culprit yet, but it could be a, a range of things, including diagnosis. 
uh, perhaps we're just diagnosing lower grade reactions these days. Uh, maybe our immune systems are just bored. Uh, most Throughout most of history, most people were carrying a small bit of parasite load, but as the world has gotten cleaner, uh, we carry less. And uh, there's also some kind of links to mom's eating habits during pregnancy that are all kind of very kind of recent, in, recent things in uh, the timeline of human history. Okay. So how about this five-year-old question? Um, how can someone have an allergy to eggs, but not to chickens? Oh, <laughs> well, you know, allergies are almost always to specific proteins, right? Uh, so it's the proteins in eggs causing the allergic reaction, uh, different than the proteins in the meat uh, in the chicken. Okay, good answer. Uh, still on the chicken theme, I've heard that Chick-fil-A says that their chicken won't cause a peanut allergy reaction even though they use peanut oil. <laughs> How can that be? Uh, yeah, again, so uh, peanut allergies are triggered by a protein that is not present in refined peanut oil. Peanut oil is essentially pure fat and contains none of the proteins in actual peanuts. Mm, okay. Um, what's the most unusual allergy mm -hmm. you can think of? Uh, how about being allergic to nickel? Mm. You know, you know, metal allergies are actually pretty interesting. Uh, it isn't the same type of reaction as peanuts. It's a type four or actually it's a delayed reaction. Um, what happens here is that some of the nickel enters the skin where it's then picked up by cells and starts to bind to proteins. Um, and as part of the regular cell function, some proteins are put on the surface of the cell in special proteins which immune cells look out for. Uh, so this is called presentation and allows immune cells to monitor the proteins inside a cell. Uh, in some people, their immune system will see the nickel protein complex being presented and identify it as, a for as foreign. And so begins the immune reaction against the cells which come into contact with nickel. And this happens very slowly over a couple of days. Mm. I can see that being annoying with jewelry and, uh, you know, limiting the types of watches you can wear and so on. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> how about some quickfire stats then? Um, I, I'll throw out a, uh, a stat. You tell me what the number is and um, we'll try that. Yeah. What's the total number of Americans suffering from allergies each year? It's more than 50 million. Wow. What's the annual cost of allergies to the U.S. healthcare system? Uh, the last estimate that I saw was $18 billion. Hmm. Percentage of people in the U.S. who have a food allergy? It's uh, about 4% of adults and 5% of children. And percentage of adults who reported hay fever? That's about 8.2% uh, or 20 million adults. Hmm. So... Since we ended with uh, hay fever there, let's uh, have a final question. I'm sure many of our ELI fivers will be wondering, why is it that hay fever is so massively common compared mm -hmm. to other allergies? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's because hay fever isn't just one allergy. It's actually dozens, if not hundreds, of different allergies kind of lumped into a single name. Mm. Somebody with a peanut allergy is probably just allergic to peanuts. Hay fever covers people allergic to any number of trees and grasses and flowers and weeds. Each of them is technically a specific allergen, but we kind of group them together. Uh, this is why people often notice a change in their seasonal suffering uh, when moving to a new part of the country. So, so yes, hay fever is the most common because it's actually just a bunch of different allergies lumped together. Thanks, Kevin. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a review. 
We've got a bunch of great content coming out each week and we'd love to hear what you think, so a review would help a lot. You can contact us at eli5thepodcast at gmail.com and send us your suggestions. Until next time, enjoy your week.